save big money on everything. Now at Menards. Make quick work of your outdoor cleaning project with Masterforce Outdoor and Landscaping Tools. The 80-volt cordless trimmer is powerful, efficient, and hassle-free. So you spend less time working on your yard and more time enjoying the results. On sale now through May 19th. Check out our wide selection of Masterforce tools and see the rest of our deals on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Through 25 seasons, hey! 4,561 episodes. I believe The Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The LOLs, the moments that mattered. The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show the podcast. Joanne Compton's greatest wish is to tell the world what happened to her beloved daughter, Lori. She says, my goal for the year 2000 is to tell my daughter's story on your show and then to let that go and get on with my life. Just thinking of her name or, or thinking of her, it brings a smile in my heart. Lori Ann Powell was having the time of her life she was 18, vibrant and popular. She loved her rock and roll music and the glamour of entering local beauty pageants. Then a mother's unspeakable nightmare happened. Laurie disappeared on a lonely country road and Joanne Compton's torment began. Police found her body in a nearby river. She'd been stabbed to death, investigations led nowhere and Laurie's murder remains unsolved. When they found Lori Ann, she didn't have anything on her. Just a little stud earring. No clothes, no pocketbook, no jacket. Just that one little earring. In the 10 years since Lori disappeared, daily life has stood still for Joanne. I will never be able to come to terms with this. To me, Lori died today just as easy as she died 10 years ago. In one bedroom, she keeps a collection of mementos. Her dolls that she collected, I kept her dress from her pageants that she used to like to be in. Time has not healed Joanne Compton. Each day, she says the loss feels like a hole that gets deeper. I keep Lorianne's memory alive all the time in my heart. That deepest part of me I don't let anyone else touch. I keep her alive. 
and my thoughts, just thinking about her smile. Lori is buried in a cemetery near the family home. Her mother, though, still is waiting for some kind of peace. Joanne wrote to uh, Dr. Phil, and uh, she wants to end her obsession with this tragedy. She knows that she is obsessed, and she wrote to Dr. Phil McGraw asking for help. Phil is here with a plan to help Joanne move on. This is a show for anyone dealing with a tragedy. Perhaps, maybe, you will hear something today that will be a spark, a piece of light to open a door that has gotten you stuck. He is a psychologist, and he is a life strategist. Now, in this letter, you say, Joanne, 10 years ago, my daughter, Laurieann, was murdered. Since that day, I've not been able to let go. It has never been solved, and after all this time, I don't guess it will be. Since then, I've spent hours and days looking for answers, writing to anyone that might help. I have a need in me to tell her story, not in a small way, but in a big way. This need is driving me crazy. It's all I think about every day. I believe that because of this need, it's making me sick within. I've had to have heart surgery and have developed stomach ulcers. The stomach pain is unbearable at times, but not as unbearable as Lori's death. What is it you want to say about your daughter? That Lorian was a person, that she deserved to live, that she didn't deserve to be thrown away like a bag of trash. <laughs> they threw her away in the river like a bag of trash. And she didn't deserve that. And I miss her so much. It just <clears throat> aches inside so bad. And I wanted somebody, I just, Wanted to go to the tallest mountaintop and scream and let people know the pain. The pain that will never go away because of this. Do you want it to go away? Yes. I mean, do you really? Yes, sir, I do. I'm going to be real honest with you here. This is by far the hardest show I've done and maybe the hardest show I ever do. Because when you lose a child, I can only imagine what it means to you. I'll never tell you I know how you feel because I haven't lost a child. I I've got Jay and Jordan at home, and, and Jay is the age Lori was when you lost her. So, I mean, I understand that, but I won't tell you I know how you feel. But I want to know, do you want to move on? Yes, sir, I do. Because it doesn't matter if I want to or if Oprah wants to or somebody at your church tells you you need to, do you want to move on? I do. But you've got a pain in your heart. Yes. And that's frustrating as well. And in all the time that you've been through this, you've wanted to tell this story and tell what it's done to you and to your family and, and to your daughter. And you know, right now today as you sit here, the, the, the animal or animals that did this to your daughter may be watching you right now. And if you want them to know the pain in your heart, then you say it right now. Yes, sir, I do. I want them to then know. You tell, them, you, you tell right now what it's done to you in your heart. Because if you're going to leave that pain behind ever, you say in this letter, you've got to say it. So you say it right now. What did it do to you when they took your little girl away from you? It ended my life. I no longer wanted to do anything. I don't want to feel joy or happiness. 
I don't want to smile. They destroyed me. All I can think of is I'm still here and she never even got a chance. They cheated me out of my grandchildren. They cheated me out of the time I would have had with her as a mother and daughter. The times I would have been able to experience things with her that a mother and daughter experience and share. If they're watching right now, what do you say to them? The people that took your girl. I know this is a terrible thing to say, and I have tried in my heart, I really have, to forgive. But I hope they're in the same hell I am. I hope they're suffering just like I am. I hope every day for them is just as bad as it's been for me. But I pray that they don't do this to anyone else. And I hope that someday God will take care of them as he's promised. And they've never been caught, and that keeps you from getting closure, doesn't it? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But can you, there are a few things I want you to accept if, as we move through today. And again... You're telling us that you want to move on. You're telling us that. You're not doing this because we no, want you sir, to. No, um, sir, I really <clears throat> do. I, I want to move on. I want to enjoy my life. I want to do things with my daughter so that I'm not regretting every time I do Because you have another living daughter. Yes, I have another Who you daughter. have neglected for these past 10 years. Yes, I have. Because you've been stuck in the death. Yes. I want to ask you a few questions and see if you agree with me about this. I just want to see what we can agree on as we try to talk strategy to get you to move from this pain that you're in. Yes, sir. And, and, and number one, can you agree that the only thing worse than these people, this person or persons, destroying Lori's life is if you allow it to destroy yours Cindy's and your husband's and everyone else's that you're around. Yes, sir, I do agree. I mean, that makes it worse, doesn't it? That yes, gives sir. them the power to take not only her life, but to destroy yours and your daughter's and your relationship. Yes, sir, I do. We can agree on that. Yes, sir, I we do. We can agree you don't want them to have that power. You want to take that back and say, you will not hold me prisoner. And you can see how that's happened. <clears throat> yes, I do. To the rest, the whole family has been destroyed because of your inability to come back. And recover. You do see that. I do see that. Mm -hmm. And how Cindy has suffered. I do. Mm -hmm. I really do. I just don't know how to stop it. I don't know how to stop it. I don't know how to keep. Well, we're going to see if we can help you with that. Because 10 years ago, Cindy lost her sister, Lori, but she says she also lost her mother, too. Over the years, I've done many shows with parents of murdered children and parents who've lost their children and never knew what happened to their children. No bodies, no person ever was claimed or, or discovered. And you, Joanne, have expressed what all of those parents um, have at some point or another expressed uh, to me over the years, is they want everyone to know that their children had a life and that the life was important and not the death. Because what happens when you have a child who's murdered this way is everybody focuses on the death, everybody focuses on who did it or who didn't do it, and who committed the crime, and the life is lost. So you have an opportunity to say something today about the kind of person your daughter was. Her life, not her death, but her life. 
She was a very happy person. She enjoyed everything she did. Mm -hmm. She liked everybody she met. She was beautiful. She made me proud. I really couldn't believe that I had a child like this. Mm -hmm. I've been very lucky with the two children I have. And they make me so proud as mother. She didn't deserve this. She deserved a lot more, a lot more. Save big money on everything. Now at Menards. Make quick work of your outdoor cleaning project with Master Force Outdoor and Landscaping Tools. The 80-volt cordless trimmer is powerful, efficient, and hassle-free. So you spend less time working on your yard and more time enjoying the results. On sale now through May 19th. Check out our wide selection of Master Force tools and see the rest of our deals on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. So now you're stuck. Ten years, you have not been able to move on, and you have watched Cindy, your mother, not be able to move on. What do you want to say? Well, I just want to tell her that um, I need you. I need you there as a parent, a friend. When we lost Lori, you lost a daughter. I lost a sister. And it was really hard to find someone to um, understand the pain I was feeling because, um, Obviously, you couldn't be there at that time for me. Mm -hmm. um, with her case, there were details that you and Dad withheld from me, and I feel like there are people out there who know more about the case than I do. And, of course, when I, I was a newlywed, we were having problems, and I didn't feel like I could come to you and share that with you. I had to go in front of a, you know, a group session and lay everything out there, and. Um, try to get some feedback on it so I could get on with my life and deal with it. And do I just... Do you want your mother back? I do. Just I want her there 100%. Just look her in the eye and tell her, I need you back. I need you back, and I need you back as my parent and as my friend. I'm so sorry, Cindy. I'm really sorry. Tell her what it would mean to you to be able to share your pain and your feelings with her and your joys and your feelings, to have your mother back as a partner again. Oh, yes. Uh, it would be wonderful. Um, it would be a new beginning. We could get on, we could move forward, you know? We could deal with new pains, new joys, you know? And, but I miss her too, you know? And we gotta know. let her rest in peace, you know? I do know, I really do know. And I'm so sorry, I really am sorry. Let me ask you both something. And I'll address this to you, because, Cindy, I think you've moved on. I think you feel like you have some closure. I do. You haven't forgotten your sister, have you? You don't no. love her any less. No. But I think about her every day. You think about her every day, but you're not obsessed with it. No. And, and you feel that you are. Oh, yes. Okay. And I, I ask you if you could accept some things. And another thing I want to know if you can accept, and this is so hard for people to think about, 
but can you accept the fact that the length and depth of your grieving does not reflect the length and depth of your love? You can love somebody this much, and if you, and if, if you, if you grieve for a year, that doesn't mean that you only loved them that much. It's not something that you owe. It's not something that you give. How long you grieve, how long you hurt, is not a reflection of how much you loved the person that you lost. That sounds foreign to you, doesn't it? Because you walk around and you say, how can I be laughing today and my daughter is dead? And I'm laughing at Disney World or I'm laughing at a TV show and my daughter is dead. How can I do that? You ask those questions to yourself, don't you? Yes, sir, I do. But I'm asking you now, can you at least entertain the fact that how long you grieve is not a reflection of how deeply you loved your daughter? I believe I do. Can you accept that if you get closure on this, if you say, I'm not going to be obsessed with this anymore, that you are not betraying your daughter? Yes, I think I can. That's a hard one, isn't it? Yeah. But I'm asking you, can you do that? Yes, sir, I think I can. If she could talk to you right now, do you think she would say, Mother, I want you to hurt every day for the rest of your life to prove that you loved me? Oh, no. Do you think that's what she would say to you? She would be very angry at me over this. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't be a betrayal. Maybe the betrayal is focusing on the day of her death rather than celebrating the event of her life. She lived for 18 vibrant and wonderful years, and you focus on the day that she died. I never thought of it that way. I really never thought of it that way. Well, maybe it's time to say, I'm going to do that. Maybe it's time to say, I'm going to focus on her life and celebrate what I had rather than what I lost. You suppose that's a possibility? Oh, yes. That would be nice. That would be very nice. But it means you have to let her go. You have to give her to God and say, I'm going to, this is your job now. I'll never forget. I'll never stop loving. You'll never stop being part of my life. But it's time that I move on with your sister and with my life. Take you with me in my heart but I'm not going to be obsessed with this anymore. I'd like to work towards that. I really would. I'd like to be able to do that. I could see that that was a light bulb moment for you. Yes. When that was I, Because you who said earlier in this show today, you can't even bear to smile. You smiled when Phil said that to you, <laughs> whether you know it or not. And you're smiling now. The idea of celebrating her life rather than living and holding on to the moment of her death. I really never thought about it. I, I just never thought about it that way. Never. Okay. Will you take one more step with me? Yes, sir. I mean, one more really big, big step? Sure. Because what I want you to do right now is I want you to make a decision that says, I've got to get up tomorrow and not be consumed with what I'm doing. I've got to get up tomorrow and have a different life. I've got to get up and not spend all of my waking hours thinking about my daughter, thinking about my loss. And I've been here before, and I'm telling you to do that. You have to be willing 
to give it up now. You have to be willing to say in your heart to Lori, I've got to let you go. I've got to say goodbye. I've got to let you go. Because you, you said yourself, she would be really mad at me. Yeah. She would be really mad at me. Because we can hold people to an earthly bond that way, can't we? I believe so. I really do. Turn your chair and face me. Get real close. Okay? Okay. I want to ask you, is it time to say bye to Lori? Yes. Because you know you can hold her in an earthly bond, don't you? Yes, I do. Because I want to tell you a story that I think is really, really important to think about. Because it's a story that I heard a long time ago that meant a lot to me in my heart. Because I believe that Lori is in a wonderful place without pain and without hurt, without fear. But if you're holding on to her, she can't go on. And the story said that every day, all of the young people would gather around God and light a candle and go for a walk. A wonderful, beautiful walk through a park and everything was great and everything was wonderful. But there was one young lady that always sat on the side and would never go on the walk. And they asked her one day, Lori, why will you never go with us? And she said, because every time I light my candle, my mother's tears put it out. Can you let her go? Can you let her light that candle and let her go? Yes, I can. I want to. I really want to. I don't want you to want to. I want you to do it. I want you to say right now, Lori, I'll love you till the day I die. I'll love you till I see you again. But I got to let you go for you, for me, for Cindy, and for your dad. Say it now. Lori, I love you. I'll love you for the rest of my life. I'll never forget you. I'm going to let you go. I need to let you go. I'm going to let you go, Lori. I need to let you go for me. I need to let you go for Cindy. I need to let you go for your daddy. But most of all, I need to let you go for yourself. I'm so sorry. Just tell her, be well, baby. Be well, baby. I love you. I love you very much. For those of you at home who are going through this yourselves and you don't feel it, you don't feel like it's been let go, that too is okay. But you've been holding on to it. She's been holding on to it for 10 years. Yes. And I can see. Can't you see she feels better on you? Can you see she feels better? I do. Better? I feel pretty light. <laughs> you feel pretty light. I do. Yeah. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. 
Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Well, Brian Jeanette uh, is still pretty, feeling pretty heavy. Uh, he wrote an emotional letter to Dr. Phil McGraw asking for help. Here's some of what he said, and hopefully he'll be helped by you today. Growing up, I was a fat kid who always got picked on at school. Several years ago, I promised myself I would no longer be the brunt of people's jokes. I started an exercise routine and began taking care of myself. I lost 40 pounds. Then my mom was killed in a motorcycle accident. Since then, I find it difficult just to open my eyes in the morning, let alone work out. My mom was my world. When she died, I lost all my hopes and dreams. I feel like I lost my life. My goal for the year 2000 is to care about life again and start taking care of myself. What do you want to say to Brian? <laughs> Brian, I have to preface everybody I talk to about this by saying I, I'm not going to tell you that I know how you feel. Uh, I hear your pain in, in what you're saying, and I know you've heard what we've talked about here. The things I want to say to you in addition to that are that you started making changes in your life before you lost your mother, and you did it by finding a meaning and finding a purpose, didn't you? My meaning um, and my purpose was for my mom. I mean, she was my inspiration. She was my mentor. Um, she was my hero. She was my world. And now I just, I just live in today. It takes everything I do. Every day I open my eyes, I pray to God to give me strength to make it through. And I want to have goals again. I want to be able to do the things that I used to do. I want to, uh, to be able to be happy again. And because my mom was my world, I don't know how to be happy. And what I'm going to tell you is not what you want to hear, but I think it's what you need to hear. There are times in your life when you do things because you want to, and there are times in your life that you do things because you need to. And what I'm telling you is there are times when you have to just get up and say, I am going to find a new purpose, and I'm going to behave my way out of this. You don't want to because it hurts, but you have to say, I don't have to want to, I just have to do it. I have to find a meaning, I have to find a purpose to replace that that I've lost, and I'm going to put one foot in front of the other one day at a time, and I'm going to behave my way out of this. Maybe I'll want to later, but right now I'm just going to do it and trust that I will find a light in my heart. I will find a goal, an objective out there. But the point is you've got to do it whether you want to do it or whether you don't. And that's hard to do, but I'm telling you that you are such a bright young man, you don't have the right to quit. You don't have the right to sit on the sidelines because we need you. This world needs you out there making a difference and playing the game, and you got to put one foot in front of the other until you're back on the track. I'm not saying you want to, and I'm not saying you say, oh, well, great, Phil, I feel better now. 
That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying behave your way out of it and put one foot in front of the other. Okay. It's not easy, but it's the truth. And so these are the coping skills that you're talking about. They right? are. And, and, and just quickly, number one, you got to accept the truth. It isn't going to change. Yeah, number that's what two, you're talking about with That's with right. Joanne. Number two, you got to know that you're accountable. It's up to you to decide how you're going to do it. Number three, we talked about celebrating the life process. And number four is finding some meaning in your life after what you've lost. And number five, moving towards something that gives you a purpose to put one foot in front of the other and behave your way through this, okay? Mm -hmm. Jan and Steve Davidson suffered the devastating loss of their eight-year-old son, Chris. And they worked with Dr. Phil McGraw to put their life back together after the agonizing decision not to put their son on a life support system. And they are here to tell us that life can move on after tragedy strikes. But when you're in it, Jan, you don't think you can, obviously. No, you don't. Because and parents aren't supposed to bury their children. They're not. Children are to outlive their parents, and that's not the normal thing. But I promise if you will do what Phil McGraw tells, just told you to do, you will be fine. You will make it through. Your heart might still hurt. You might still have a big hole in your heart. But live the life of Lori instead of her death. Steve, what'd you want to say? You know, when, when Chris died, I quit. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I was looking at that picture. I looked at that picture in a long time. I, I just, I was drowning. Mm -hmm. And uh, someone said, you need some help. And I said, who can help me? And, it said Phil McGraw, and I said, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I went to see Phil, and I said, I don't care. I am angry. I'm angry at, I was angry at doctors. I, I even was a little angry at Chris. Mm -hmm. uh, I was real angry with Jan. Even as off base as that sounds, I was angry at her. And it just seemed like, my world, the reason that I had to live was gone. And Phil said something to me that I just, I will never forget my reaction to it. He said to me, he said, you are the leader of your family. And you, you have got to get up and get moving. <laughs> I remember looking at him, I said, no, you don't understand, Dr. Phil. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't understand. And I said, I don't want to. And he said, if you wait until you want to, Steve, you'll never do it. You'll never do it. And Which is the same thing he was saying to Brian today. You got to do it even though you don't want to, to save yourself. That's, yes. I mean, you can't, like Jan said, you cannot, you can't <clears throat> focus on the death. Because like Joanne, you had another child at home. Absolutely. Yet you had a daughter at home that needed mother just as, as Cindy ha has needed Joanne here. And, uh, Chris, Chris died on February 6th, and Katie's second birthday was February 24th. And we were not going to not celebrate her birthday. Mm -hmm. It was hard. My heart ached. But that little girl is so full of life and so full of joy. And Chris lived every day of his life 
struggled. He was the most courageous, lovable, had full, well, his life was full of hope. And we didn't feel like we had the right to not live a full life. And we, we wanted to live his life because his life was so tough. We wanted to show that we could be courageous also through his life. And we keep him alive in our heart. We do occasionally still cry. Does letting him go and saying goodbye mean that you've forgotten him or that Absolutely you don't love him? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You've not abandoned him. You've not no. betrayed him. No. He's still there in your heart. Yes. It's honoring. It's honoring him. Dr. Phil McGraw has been helping viewers with their goals for the year 2000. We've been sealing our goals away in our time capsule trunk. We're going to open it when we reach the millennium and see and go back and look at everybody and see how they did. Uh, what do you have to put in there, Joanne? I have a family photo that I'd like to put in there. Um, I haven't been able to do a family photo since Lori Ann died 10 years ago. And um, I would like to make that my goal as soon as I get home. Let's have a family photo made. One with a smile, a real smile in it. Wow. Now, um, a lot happened to you in this hour. Yes, it has. And you just said to me, you said I was going to leave you with a plan. Yeah. And now you've changed your plan. What was the plan? <laughs> I thought after I'd made this goal that now I could go home. I'm sorry. I was going to go home and take my life. <laughs> because I wanted so bad to reach this goal. And I felt like once I reached it, I could just let go. And I didn't know how to let go without just going away. <laughs> But now you've changed your oh, mind. Oh, yes, I've changed my mind. I truly have. I truly have. Well, thank you, Phil. This was a good day for you. Oh. This was a good day. This is a good day. Judy, you said what? That you had a breakthrough here? I realized that I need to just focus on me. And your father died nine years ago? <laughs> and if there's anything I can say to you, Love your daughters. I have two daughters that I've deprived. Because you saw yourself being stuck where Joanne is stuck and how you've neglected them. And, and that they've was, been hurt by it. And they've mm -hmm. been hurt by it. It's so important that you know it's not selfish to say what you just said, to say, I have to take care of me. Because you're here and you're living and you have to take care of you. You have to take care of you. And that is not a betrayal. Of your father's memory, it's not a betrayal of those that we've lost. Mm -hmm. Cindy, what did you want to say? Because I know you were shocked as me to hear that. I had no idea. Um, I'm just glad we can get on, you know, bury my sister, let her live in our heart. We can get on with our lives, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I'm glad to have my mom back. Mm -hmm. Well. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Again, thank you, Dr. Phil. She's been, she's been holding on to it for 10 years and was ready to let go. Was ready to let go. And what is the number one thing you can say to somebody who is? I, I love what you said to her. I think, for me, that's the number one thing about living the life, celebrating the life instead of living 
continuing? Because I saw that was a breakthrough for you. Yeah. What do you want to say, yeah. Phil? We just don't get to make those choices. And sometimes we second guess, but you can't second guess. Yeah. You have to deal with what you have, and that's your life now. There's not a thing in the world I could do here for Lori except give her her mother's peace. And that's what you have to do is take care of you because you're here now. That is not selfish to take care of you. Thanks, everybody. See you next time with Dr. Phil. Tell it like it is. Phil, thank you. Bless you. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah Show, the podcast. And I thank you for listening. <laughs>